Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cop Club. Take two. <laughs> How are you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We're coming to you after Liverpool 2, Burnley 0. Today I have got Dave Caron making his momentous return to civilization out in Brazil. I have Neil Patterson in Berlin still, and I've got Beryl Lackis in the Netherlands. So they get stuck into our second win of the season, our second clean sheet of the season. Dave, I'll start with you because we haven't heard from you in so long, and I'm sure everybody's missed you terribly. Um, let's just start with the first goal. What a glorious, glorious piece of football it was. Um, Chief and I had a conversation last week about uh, you know, we, how we didn't have Van Dijk launching those attacks from the back with those glorious cross-field diagonals. And he fires one out to the young lad, Elliot. He controls it in his chest, knocks it inside, and 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 Trent and Mane take over from there. But you know, that's it's just an absolute thing of beauty, isn't it? No, uh, Dave, I'd said to you pre-pod uh, if you'd seen the Michael Owen analysis of it. Uh, I don't know what channel he's on, but uh, it was excellent. It, it it sort of it adds to what you're saying, Dave, uh, his analysis because he showed that you know. Burnley were in perfect formation. They were in perfect position. That you know, they, they, they weren't stretched. They were they were ready for us. Whatever. But what you're what you're highlighting is is just the quality, and and the quality of that first ball. And then what what happens after, as you say, it, it's 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 Elliot and then it's the Trent, and we, we take over from there. Like like seriously, um, you know, I know we're going to talk about Matip as well. Both of these centre backs. This is what we missed last season. The the, the freedom. That it gives the rest of the players the assurance that gives the midfield the assurance that gives the fullbacks the assurance then at the front it's, it's a completely different beast you know it's what what we were lacking driven on then by a crowd like oh my god it's wonderful um, but absolutely there's no there's no doubt about it you know we can talk all we want about the defensive colossus that is that is Virgil Van Dijk but there, there's so much more to him. There is so much more to him, and and you know we spoke about Mata prepod as well, and there's so much more that he brings to the game as well. Maybe that Joe Gomez doesn't. Um, it, you know, if I look at it, and you know, it's been a long time since we've seen that that pairing of Mata and, and and Van Dijk has been far too long, and and just the memories come flooding back of how good they were. Like let's not forget, like, like Joe Mata had a a brave run where he had no injuries and him and Van Dyke were, were just the, they were the best partnership in Europe, never mind our league, probably the world. Um, and they provide that platform. And if you have that platform and you have any one of the three of our four um, strikers, um, you, you've, you've a real chance, an absolute real chance. I, I, what they bring and the stability that, that, that they cause around them, it, it can't be understated. Yeah, it's 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 magic to have them back, and it's magic to have the team playing the way they were, Chief. And the start of the second half, probably ten minutes into the second half, I saw a Liverpool team I hadn't seen in ages for probably twenty minutes. We were absolutely unbelievable. We were tearing this team apart. This this Sean Dice team that is lauded for its structure and its resilience and its good old-fashioned English steel, and they were all over the place. We absolutely murdered them for 20, 25 minutes in that second half. That, just that period of play, I was glued to it, and it gave me so much confidence moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think we were, that that was the... um I suppose the the point of the game where we were we were at our peak uh, when we were pushing for that second goal. I mean, I think I think the game was. I mean, I think we scored sort of at the right times. I think in the first half um, we have a couple of hairy moments. There's the one which which well, I suppose it's offside. It hits the post like 
Trent misses misses the clearance uh, or the block, I should say. I mean, he's trying to clear it off the line, but sort of deflects off the the guy in front of him and smashes off the post. But I think that's offside. And there's another one just before just before we score, they have a they have a half decent shout or half decent opportunity. Um, it's maybe even the it's maybe even the penalty shout. I'm not quite sure, but just before we score. Um, and Jota's goal just absolutely settles us down, and that's what's that's what I love about Jota. He scores goals at, at important goals at the right times. Um, he's he's quite frequently getting the um, the opening goal um, when he when he does hit the back of the net. Um, so it was a, a timely moment again. And that twenty minutes at, I mean, that twenty minutes after halftime sort of comes as a consequence uh, as a consequence of us not. Having um, having the second goal before half time, um, and and certainly uh, at the end of that twenty minute period, obviously we 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 finally get the the second goal that that stands. Obviously, there's the Salah goal, um, which is which is in the first half, isn't it? It's in front of the cop. Um, yeah. But and that should I mean we'll not go into it. But uh, if you're not if you're giving the benefit of the doubt to the attacking player and it's sort of going back to the old rules, like level is on, then it was probably on, to be fair. But but sure, we didn't get that one. Mo didn't get his goal. Um, but yeah, having not gotten the second goal by halftime, there's always a, a, a chance that you think nerves might set in. So to to really go through the gears and, and just turn the screw and keep turning it and turn it until we until we get that goal. And that second goal is is a thing of beauty. Um, so yeah, very very good performance. Um, there's one that's cleared off the line again from from Salah later on. There are another couple of good chances in the game, and and ultimately we we could have had more, but um, you know, very very good performance. Yeah, it, it was really really dominant. I thought um, Beryl, Harvey Elliott, he's being lauded for an outstanding performance. I'll be honest with you. I thought it took him a while to grow into the game. I thought his passing was a little bit sloppy early on. I thought he misplaced some pretty routine and straightforward passes. I don't know whether it was was nerves. Um, and he gets some fairly physical treatment from the Burnley from the Burnley players. But I think what impressed me most of all was, despite his what I thought was a bit of a shaky start and a bit of a a bit of a beating, he just kept going and he grew and he grew and he grew into the game to the point where. You know, he makes that he makes that salad chance that that's offside. Um, he 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 sets up the other salad chance that's cleared off the line, and you know, and he's he's integral to the goal as well. And I don't know how many minutes this this kid's going to see this season, but I thought it was I was I was surprised to see his name on the team sheet, but boy, he took his chance. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, uh, you know, when uh, everybody was uh, raving about uh, how uh, how brilliant he had been, uh, I, you know, I, I, I did have my my. Um, uh, I, I wasn't pleased with 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 a couple of mistakes that he made in the beginning. But you know, you have to make uh, you have to make allowances for the fact that he is 18 and uh, this was his first start and. You're playing Burnley, which is, you know, sort of a baptism of fire. Um, he he's 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 not very tall. He's uh, and um, uh, I don't think he's strong enough or or quick enough to to evade uh, the 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 rustic uh, um, attacks that were made against him. Um, um, and and there was one at one point he lost. Um, the ball twice, and and um, and just because he was too slow to react, and and and, and there was this really grinding, uh, sliding, and, and they took the ball off him, and they 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 had a chance because of that. And um, in our group chat, I said you know, he he needed to wake up, and and uh, I said the same about Sadio Mane. Uh, to be to be fair. Um, but you, you're absolutely right. He, he, and and this is this is the epitome of resilience. You know, he could have been uh, disheartened by the fact that uh, that he, you know, didn't uh, start his his uh, his his 
his Premier League career um, by you know just being the best man on the on the pitch, which he will inevitably be uh, in in the, in the near future, I think. But he, but he wasn't. He 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 stayed resilient and he did did all the right things. And and we have a manager who who trusts his players when when uh, it was clear that that the, uh, a midfielder was coming on. I thought you know he uh, he, he would be taken off, but it was Nabi who was taken off for Thiago. Uh, which surprised me, but uh, but uh, so such is the trust that Klopp uh, evidently has in him, and and uh, I, I was impressed at the end. So he, he did he did some some really um, some really basic things uh, right, and this is ex- exactly what you need to do if you're in the midfield for for this Liverpool team. Uh, we don't need someone to to do. Uh, magicians work, um, and, and there's no there's no space for that. You, you you're not allowed to do that. Uh, um, uh, but he did it very well in the end, and uh, and I think um, all of us, uh, you know, all of Liverpool was uh, uh, all of the team. Let's be clearer about that. Wasn't very good in the first half. I thought we I thought we were a bit disjointed in the first half, but second half was and and, and especially for 20 25 minutes. Uh, as as Sean Dyche put it, um, we turned into Liverpool and 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 a, a ball, you know, you know, totally. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm looking for a word that I can't find, but we 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 managed to totally dominate them and, and scored our second goal and should have scored probably more, but uh, yeah, it's not only the team performance, but especially Harvey Elliott's second half performance was is something. That uh, you know uh, makes me uh, looking for the future with with lots of hope and optimism. Yeah, it's it, it looks like we have a real star on our hands there, Dave. We've scored five goals this season. Um, Salah's got one. Firmino's got one. Mane got his goal there at the weekend, and Jota's now two and two. And for probably what four years now, we've talked about the the front three. It's the front three, unequivocally the front three. I'm not sure that's the case anymore, is it? David, see where you're coming from with this, and um, and there's a case to be made. And it's a difficult well, one because uh, no, it's, yeah. it's not for me. <laughs> it's not. I think for it's, me. A, it's a difficult one to identify because Firmino obviously comes back late from the Copa, and mm-hmm. we benefit. We benefit massively. I know we're going to lose Mane and Salah for the the, the Afcon, um, mm-hmm. but we actually benefit massively from that being moved because they get a complete preseason and they look super sharp for it, which is great. Yeah, but that kind of does it makes things a little bit less clear as to what the pecking order is for me anyway? Oh, uh, no, I think that's fair, Dave. I, I think it'll come down. I don't think there's a right or a wrong to this. I think it comes down to, to, to personal preference and, and, and what you think, you know, because quite frankly, we're, we're talking about Bobby Firmino here and we're talking about Diego Giada because quite frankly, the other two are, are you know, they're pretty much nailed on um, each week. Uh, I, you know, I know there's Bobby hasn't been the last couple of seasons. He hasn't been. He's, there's flashes. You know what I mean. But Bobby's a goal as well. Don't forget this season. He already he, he scored already. And maybe that you know that Jota breathing down the back of his neck might might give us another season of Bobby Firmino at his best. If I look at the two, David, there's no doubt about it. Diogo Diogo Jota is goals, 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 goals. But the lovely things that Firmino does, that binding up of the midfield in the front three and those clever little touches and those little drags, and those, to me, it's a no contest. Um, I, I, I love Bobby Firmino. You know I love Bobby Firmino. And to me, I still love the original front three. I think Jota is a magnificent, a truly great sign, and he will be great for us. But still at this moment in time, if, if you give me that choice, I'll be interested to see what the other guys think on this. Uh, for me, it's just it's just the Bobby's not conventional, and I think that's why I like him so much. He's he's not a conventional type type player. He gives you something different. He's unpredictable. You never know what he's going to do. 
and and with the other two beside him, I think that that's the best three permutation. Only my view. I'll say there's no right and wrong. If somebody says Jada, I I can understand it's it's personal. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Chase, we use like the term horses for courses sometimes, and there's no doubt Jada and Firmino are. As far as number nines go, I know John is not strictly a number nine, but as far as you, you, as far as it goes with someone playing that central position in the front three, they probably couldn't be two more different players. Um, Firmino's constantly involved in the game, constantly dropping into spaces to receive the goal, to receive the ball, affect the play, link link the play, and Jota can disappear for ten fifteen minutes at a time, and then bang, the ball's in the net. So, I know we could say, you know, well, this player for that game or this player against that team, but that's never really been the way the manager's worked, has it? He normally has is nailed on 11. And I, I'm I'm at a quandary as to, to what that is now. And I, I, I just wonder where your head is on this. Because, you, you know... We know Klopp loves Firmino, absolutely loves him. And this this formation almost arrives in this, the, almost this Klopp system is created because of Firmino, arguably. But you can't drop Jota now, surely? I don't know. We're going to come on and talk about, um, we're going to come on and talk about picking a team for Chelsea later, I'm sure. But, we might as well talk about that conversation now, with you know, with just the front three in mind. Well, that's sort of where I'm leading to, but because it wouldn't surprise me at all to see um, D, uh, Jota start on the bench and 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 Bobby start up front for this for this game. Um, you know, we we know that he's he, he was a bit later back because he was away with Brazil for the. Uh, the um, for the Copa America, we know Fabinho was a wee bit late back as well, and that's why they weren't involved really in the, in the first two games as much. Uh, obviously, Fabinho had the bereavement as well, so you know that's that's an extra an extra point. But as far as Bobby goes, he's he's been off the bench the last two games. He got his goal in the opening game. <clears throat> he, um, I think, the first friendly game back as well. He, he came. He played in in what was deemed as the second game, but he, he bagged two goals in in that game as well. So, so he's back and he's sharp. And yeah, he definitely suffered a dip in in, in form last season, but uh, so did so did plenty of our players. And I think, amongst other things, the the crowd, which has been oft cited, was was probably one of the biggest reasons for that. So. So yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a good problem to have as long as uh, club knows how to keep them all happy and um, to 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 keep them scoring. Um, that's that's really all all that matters. Um, Jota, I love Jota because as I was saying pre-pod to you, he's he's lethal. You know, for me, he's the most at the moment anyway. He's the most clinical out of all of them. Um, obviously, Salah, Mo Salah's got such a such a great scoring record. And he's phenomenal player but you know he he's um he's not necessarily wouldn't necessarily bank on him to to you know put your house on him scoring a one-on-one or whatever i mean when he's on on form of course he's dead eye but there have been patches in his liverpool career where he's he's been perhaps a little frustrating man we talked about he, he or, sorry bobby we talked about and he's not an out-and-out goal scorer anyway necessarily um and Sadio Mane as well dropped off a bit last year, although he's usually usually there or thereabouts. But there's something about Jolly just scored. He's just in the right place at the right time. He's, I mean, you know that term "fox in the box." That's one for the kids. That's going back to Franny Jeffers. I mean, that's a long time, a long time ago when Arsene Banger signed Francis Jeffers. Um, and look how that worked out. But but Jota seems to be just that. He's brilliant at getting just that couple of yards, just getting in front of the of the defender, just getting a run and stealing the march and positioning himself and, and finishing quickly. Uh, often first time, he's 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 good in the air, even though he's small, um, and he's good with very good in the air, isn't he? Yeah, as but was, it's his timing. As shown it's his by timing his goal, his, yeah, 
positioning. He's not he's not making great leaps or anything like that. It's just you know being quick, being sharp, and bam, being in there. And he you know he meets the ball well, which is which is brilliant. Um, it's an it's a very underrated. Is there is there a case in there? Is there a case, Neil? Do you think? Like at times, I think. Could we incorporate all four of them? Well, that's the thing. You know, that's the next well, we thing. Did, we did for periods last year, but I almost think that was because of the lack of players behind them. We were kind of, the club's hand was forced. Perhaps. I, and I also think that, I mean, there is a bit of the, there is a bit of the, if you play all four, what have you got off the bench kind of thing, which which goes on. And sometimes that can happen where you put them all on and, and it doesn't quite work. And then you, you don't have a weapon to bring on. So, I think it's it's difficult, but if if he if they can find a way to get them all getting the best out of each other and 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 because at times it's they've they've almost gotten each other's way slightly when when all four of them have been on the pitch. Um, but if it can be done, it, it's it's a frightening prospect. But but yeah, I mean, going back to the original question about about the front three and and you can't drop Jota now, and you'd probably say on form no and. Maybe he won't, but at the same time, you know, all the talk before was that they're getting they're getting the big players ready for the Chelsea game, and you know, Chelsea game's coming, and and Bobby Firmino's fit and ready, so so we'll see what actually happens. But yeah, whoever starts there, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be disappointed in in any way. Yeah, Beryl, it's a strange one. Um, I know that obviously Jota is as as. as Chief says, absolutely dead eye. That's not a term you would necessarily associate with Firmino, but the Chelsea game is on the horizon. And what Firmino does on a regular occurrence, it's big goals and big games against big sides. And, you know, Spurs last season in the last minute um, goes away to Old Trafford, bags two. Wins us the game. Um, when <laughs> we know how an unhappy hunting ground um, Old Trafford has been, um, and he, he scores, he scores away to Chelsea last season as well, I think. Um, so there's, there's absolute justification for throwing him in there. But you know, I think Klopp's a really difficult decision on his hands here now after the way the the, the four of them have started this season. And I wonder where your head is, where you think you'll go with it. Uh, first of all, I, need, I have to agree with uh, uh, the assessments of, of both uh, Bobby Firmino and, and, and Diogo Jota. Um, um, and I, I have to um, also say that, that I, I, I share uh, Dave Karen's love for Bobby Firmino and, his, you know, he is a very awkward, strange football player and, you know, awkward for the, for the opponents. And, and and coming to that, it's is um, you know I would have made two points. You know, the first of them would be you could play both. Uh, you know, all, all four of them. Um, that point has been made. But the second point would be that you, you could also play Diogo Jota, um, uh, where Sadio Mane uh, plays for us, because you know that's where he used to play for uh, for for Wolves. And and we we talked about this pre-pod, but uh, um, you know. It wouldn't have been logical to play him um, through the through the middle if you have Raúl Jiménez. So you know, uh, it's it's clear that that um, maybe we couldn't see that that he has the uh, the attributes to play through the middle. But and he does for us. But he could play at at, at Sadio's spot. And I don't think Sadio had a very good season. And I don't think um, no his his before his goal against Burnley, I was getting. Mightily frustrated by him because he, he not not a lot was coming off, but you know his goal was um, n- not only the build up but also his finishing was was marvelous. So you know maybe that that gives him the the confidence to 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 be uh, Sadio back again. But I think for for the Chelsea game, it's it's uh, it's also important to think about how Chelsea play. Um, it, it was like um, Mikel Arteta had, hadn't thought about how Chelsea plays, and especially their their width. They play with three defenders. They play with wing backs, um, and they play with uh, um, two holding type uh, midfielders, and then with three uh, players up top. And now they have Lukaku, so um, two of those attackers will 
provide um, for Lukaku and 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 um, especially the width is is to 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 provide him with with uh, you know crosses. Um, uh, but back to their defense, so so they have usually play with three defenders, and and I think we need to think about, and and uh, luckily we don't need to think about it, but you know Klopp and his team will need to think about uh, um, in in what constellation um, we could battle that uh, that uh, three man defense best, and 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 keep that uh, that wing back threat uh, at bay. Um, and and you know, um, thinking about it just now, and and, and not as 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 uh, thoroughly and deeply as 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 Klopp and his team will uh, uh, will do, of course, I would think that maybe Firmino would be a better call because of you know all the rest that he uh, he delivers, and and maybe uh, uh, he doesn't score as as many goals. He isn't as dead eyed as as Diogo Jota is, and you know. I, I think we can we can conclude that even with the the, the sample size of one season, um, but uh, in the seasons that Bobby Firmino played through the middle, um, Sadio Mane and Salah maybe scored more, so maybe he's much more of a provider. Um, it's it's not a zero sum game, of course, but 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 still, you know that there's there would be merit in in playing him through the middle, maybe just to occupy those three defenders. Is what I think right now. I I, I really like Bobby Firmino. I, I I like all of our players, but I have a, a soft spot for Bobby Firmino. And uh, but um, what, what Chief said is is absolutely right. You know, either way, you wouldn't be disappointed or um, surprised if you saw that. You know, one hour before the game. Yeah, I I, I kind of I can go along with that. I, I don't really care. Because they both bring their their very different qualities to, to the party, Dave. Let's let's talk about him. The enigma that is Nabi Keita. It's back to back games that he started. It's it's like the eighth wonder of the world. Um, <laughs> no, two back to back games. Um, the, on a preseason, Dave. On a preseason. On a whole preseason, you know, it's absolutely mad. <laughs> Uh, and only one entry where he limped off. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I think you know it's still going to take us a long time to, to have a little bit of trust in in in, in his body, if you want, and his, his yeah. availability. But I think there was a lot of mixed kind of assessments on his performance at the weekend, um, and I think people still have in their head that this this all action. Um, box to box midfielder, but in that left hand side role, that genie role, as as I would call it, for me, he does a pretty good genie Wijnaldum impression. It's understated, it's professional. Yeah, he maybe gives a ball away a couple of times in some silly areas. One, I think I remember on the edge of the box, but you know, I think he's really effective in what he does there. I still think he's playing a little bit within himself, um, and I think he could be a little bit more. Aggressive. I would maybe go back to the Joel Matip, early early Joel Matip, when I just I thought he was a little bit passive at times, and he's changed that in his game. And I don't know whether it's maybe kind of doesn't fully trust his body yet, um, but I think he's still a little bit passive in his aggression. But I thought it all round it was it was a pretty solid display from him. I, I totally agree, but Dave, you know, to, to, to counter what you what you're saying there about not trusting his butt, when you're made of rice paper, and that's what he's been made of since he's arrived in Liverpool, he's transformed into a rice paper player. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's no wonder that, that that he doesn't have the confidence within himself, and that's going to take a few games to come back. But if that is the case, Dave, what we're seeing at the moment is good news. And you rightly point out this isn't the player from Leipzig. This isn't the player that I watched there, the box-to-box dynamic midfielder. It's not that. That's not what he has been tasked to do. Your Genie Wijnaldum impersonation is pretty pretty damn close. Uh, you know, he's the one coming back. He's given Allison the out ball. He's you know he's doing the things that Genie did. And maybe there's a bit of an adaptation going on there. And maybe he's not getting fully physical because every time he does, he falls down. And, and it's, it's maybe going to take him a little while to, to develop the trust in his own body and his own ability to be able to go again. 
But I think the signs are good. But we've been here a million times, you know. <laughs> we've written them off. We've had them sold. We've had them, you know, like the kids. Had, he's had absolutely no luck. We had to wait for him a year. He arrives. And we've been waiting for him for, what, three seasons now? You know what? It, it's, 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 it's mad. Just, it's, it's mad. It is. This is his fourth year at Liverpool. But, Dave, there's a real fucking player in there. There's a real footballer in there. No doubt. And, 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 and I think your point is the most pertinent of all about getting the confidence back. Naby Keita having confidence in Naby Keita to, to be the footballer that he is. And, and I think those injuries... And look, it's, when you suffer a setback any, anywhere in life, you know what I mean? You, you start doubting yourself and you, you have doubts and, and you need to move forward in life to, to counter those doubts and diminish them or whatever. And I think that's where he is. And, you know, look... The way our season looks, we're going to need him. You know, Shaq's away now as well. We're go- we're going to need Naby Keita. There's no two ways about it. And and he's quite quite a bit of a utility player as well. You can throw him in, in a number of if you could if you can maintain his fitness. It's he's he's a utility player for us, and Klopp loves those. And and you just imagine him being central to everything this season. Um, you know, given the fact that when Aldum is gone, and when Aldum leaves, a massive. Ma- like I haven't been on these pods in a long time. The hole that 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 when Aldum leaves, and I know sometimes he was he didn't shine. He wasn't that impressive, but he was fucking workman like, and he did his business. Didi Didi Haman is good good example. He never Didi Haman never really did anything great, but he was fucking fantastic at what he did. Um, you know, without being flashy. And and I think that's Kitty used to be flashy. The flash is gone, and and it's more just you know getting on with his game. I, I, my fingers are crossed for him. I know we've had him sold, and we've had him free transferred, and we've fucking done out and loan. Jeez, this podcast we've covered everything on Naby Keita, but I really want to give him the chance this season. I, I, I still believe. We we asked the question. I think it was last season. Is, is there still a footballer in there? Is the footballer gone? I think the preseason in these first two games, for me anyhow, my opinion would be he's answered that the footballer is still there. It's about getting him strong keeping them right, keeping them as far away from his national team as we possibly can for the longest possible time. And I think we're grand. Yeah. Chief, it's um, it's interesting for me because that left-hand side is... That whole left-hand side there, well, certainly um, Keita and um, Semikas, it's brand new, you know. Um we talk about like partnerships and relationships on a pitch and forever and ever and ever it was it was Rob Genie Manny. Then you throw Simigas in and you throw throw Naby in there and it all just looked very easy and very natural. And it looks like there's a, a pretty decent relationship that's been built up built up there already. And Simicus comes in and I thought he was great. Thought he was a wee bit ropey at Norwich at times, but I thought he was super. There was Obviously, the cross of the goal, but there was that other that other period in the second half where he's like lying on the floor with two players on top of him, and he still manages to come out with the ball and and retain possession. Um, and that's the sort of that's the sort of thing that endears players to fans. That's the that's the rubble going and pressing the goalkeeper against Man City moment sort of thing, and it looks like the They've just seamlessly slotted in there, which I didn't actually think would have happened so quickly. No, absolutely. I mean, um, obviously, Dave talked about Naby Keita there, and um, I'm in exactly the same boat as, as him. I think we probably all are. We're willing to, you know, we we, we want to see the best of him, and we're willing to, to roll the dice again. And, you know, um, a couple of games in a row, Couple of ninety, I think he's played ninety minutes in both of them. Or, or I think he comes off. Thiago, Thiago comes on from for him. I think at the weekend. Yeah, last, last ten maybe. Last yeah. ten or fifteen. But yeah, I mean he puts his stint in, and he's been he's been good in both games. Simakas as well, particularly um, particularly against Burnley. I thought he really really grew into the game. Obviously, he provides the the cross for. Um, for Jota's goal, Jota's opener, and it's it's pinpoint. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's the kind of shape on a ball that you just you lap up, um, and it makes Jota's job easy. That header, I mean, the difficult part's getting into into position, and once he's done that, 
he just has to he just has to lean forward and bam it's on his forehead. Um not only that though, I mean in the defensive side of things and in the physical side of things, Simakas a couple of times uh held his own pretty well and, and battled through on one one um occasion in particular, I think later on where he just just kept going and going and going and just wouldn't stop. And he elicited uh, great sort of roars from the Anfield crowd. So yeah, I think um, I think he can now feel very much part of it, um, which he probably could. You probably couldn't have said about uh, last season for him. Uh, but now, as I said, two starts, two good performances, one assist. Unlucky not 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 to get a, an assist against Norwich as well. Jota could have. Um, could have scored from 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 a, a, a almost a carbon copy, a very similar ball in, and this time Jada put the header over. Uh, perhaps it was even tipped over, but um, yeah, no mistake. Obviously against against Burnley, so yeah, it's it bodes really well that the the partnership, as you say, although it's brand new to us, obviously they've they must have played together in training, and um, for it to for it to to, to look so natural. Um, you know, uh, in on the big stage, so to speak, um, uh, when it matters is is important and and only only positive. I mean, it's a shadow side. Let's be honest, it's a good side, but it's a shadow side. I mean, you've got Costas Simakas in there. You've got um, Nabi Kaida, who we hope we reference and we hope will play a large part, but hasn't played a large part over his last three seasons. You've and got, you would think that that's essentially going to be Thiago's position, aren't you? Yeah, well, you'd imagine, you'd imagine. But then, yeah, I mean, a lot's going to be seen when we when we come on and discuss the the Chelsea lineup later as to as to you know where the what the pecking order actually and exactly is, and we would expect Thiago to come back in. But there has there have been cases before where whoever has the shirt holds it until they've until until. There's a reason really not to have it anymore. Um, so no, you're right. But you, you, I know what you're saying. You could essentially, you know, conceivably see five changes. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that's half the half the side. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey Elliott, for example, another one had a really really good game. We might come on to touch touch on him later. But um, you know, you wouldn't expect him to start against Chelsea. So there are there are several changes at least that you would imagine, and you'd imagine all and and in theory certainly on paper all those changes make us stronger. So it's been it's been a very positive start to the season. We have won both games without really getting out of second gear in either. Um, we haven't conceded. We've scored for five, and we've played well. With with half with half our first team out essentially over the course of the of the two games without certainly without our first choice midfield in, in either game and perhaps without any of our first choice midfielders against Norwich, so um so yeah it only bodes well strength and depth is great and and the partnership the budding partnership there on the left between two sort of more fringe players or players who who've not played in the first team together very often uh, is just a it's just symptomatic of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Beryl, I think what we can probably all agree on is there's certainly some some fringe players in there, but um, that that that's our that's our centre back pairing, isn't it? Matt up and, and Van Dijk, and um, for me, what was striking on Saturday was the number of times that we caught Burnley offside, and I heard people talking. For me, it was just shit. In the last couple of days, about how oh, Bernie beat it really hard, or Bernie, you know, Bernie caused them problems, and I was like, all the problems Bernie caused us were offside. All of them. They hit the post. They were offside. They scored a goal. They were offside. They had another good chance. They were offside. And Marup and Van Dijk, they just it makes such a difference to have them there. Aerially, positionally, the the line Dave talked about pre-pod was you know right up to the halfway. Essentially, sometimes playing in their half. Um, and you, people have raved about Kanata, and he looks like an absolute 
star. But, you know, as long as you can have those two playing, would you say that, that those are the two? Previously, you said that um, um, this uh, manager doesn't do horses for courses, and and for 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 the front three, that that that's that's absolutely true. But you know, he didn't have lots of choice before, and now he has. Uh, he he did have uh, a bit more choices um, uh, in in the back four, and and especially you know the centre back pairing. Uh, let's focus on that. And and and, and I, I remember being surprised that you know uh, seeing Dejan Lovren's name in uh, in the lineup, or uh, or seeing uh, Gomez and and Matip being um, you know being switched. Um, and and I I think there is a bit of horses for courses going on there. I think that the um, you know um, let, let's start with the the absolute positives. I, I think. Uh, you, you are right that that uh, the, the pairing of uh, Virgil van Dijk and, and uh, Joao Matip is is is, is absolutely world class, and um, and 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 it, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they are they are um, uh, players that are you know uh, approaching 30, uh, if I'm not wrong, or, or even 30 years old. Uh, in, in, they have all the experience that you need. Um, but I haven't deteriorated uh, physically. They, um, you know, Virgil van Dijk is a, is a, is a, I think a wonder of nature. You know, being this, being tall, being strong, uh, and also being very quick, uh, and also being able to play football like like he uh, like he uh, is. Ajoa Matip isn't as quick as as him, but you know he has some other attributes. I think I think he has things that that Virgil doesn't necessarily have. Um, um, and, 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 and probably more to do with the mental attributes that you need to have. But uh, he, he, he may be even more relaxed than, than Virgil is, but in a, in a, in a, in a more positive way. Um, but let's not get into that. I, I think Joe Gomez has his, uh, has his uses. I, I, I can imagine that a very quick player like Joe Gomez could be preferred to, to, to Joe Matip in certain games, but maybe I'm I'm really overcomplicating things now. Um, this is a world-class pairing, and Konate just you know it, it should look at at Simikas and and what he is doing right now. He, he and previously he did play you know ten minutes or something in the previous season, and now he has he got his chance. Yeah, and because there will always be injuries, and and he got his chance, and we may be even. Could start to think if we maybe should just play him instead of Robertson, even if Robertson is is fit, because you know he has proven that that he can do a job uh, against Chelsea. But you know we, we, we'll see about that. But I think um, if we keep uh, the 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 first four names fit, and we also have Nat Phillips, don't forget him, um, then we have incredible. Strength and depth. I think I, I don't think any Premier League team, and and I'm not sure about uh, other teams in Europe, but any uh, Premier League team has the strength and depth in centre back uh, that we have. Uh, I, I you know, there would be no problem if we would play Konate and and Gomez. Um, it, it wouldn't be. Um, it, it, it maybe it wouldn't be a, a 100 uh, a score, but it would be a, a 98 score. I, I'm not sure w- what scores I'm referring to, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, you know, I am. Uh, this is uh, f- maybe the first time in in I don't know how many seasons that I am fully, fully confident about uh, all four uh, first choice. Um, center backs, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's it's a wonderful time to be alive when it comes to, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you if you look at that and you think back to last season when you're playing the last, you know, eight games or whatever with with Reece Williams and Nat Phillips, it's just a you know, it's it's a different universe, it's a different stratosphere, and it's absolutely amazing. Dave, the wee man's gone. Park Cube has left. He's off to Leon. Nine and a half million. 
decent business, never really fitted in to the system, to the style, to the you know, the demands and the expectations the club wants from a player like him. He kind of found himself caught between two stools. Um front three, midfield three, was was neither of those players really. But you know, there's no doubt he's he's left his mark, hasn't he? Oh, well, the two goals against United, the performance against Barcelona alone, Dave, those are the two that jump straight into mind. But beyond that, like, honestly, when he wasn't injured, he was shit poor, like, whenever he came on. Like, you know, it co- in, in effect, it cost us one and a half million to have him there for, what, three seasons? It's not bad business. You know what I mean? And, and one, one and a half million for the two goals against United and, 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 and the performance against Barcelona when, when Salah was out. Jesus, I, I think I'd pay that all right. Um, but overall, he's, I think Shakiri is a great player, but I, I, I class him as one of those luxury players. You know, yeah. you know, at Stoke, he was perfect at Stoke because they didn't have anything like that. He was, he was you there. Need accom- you need to accommodate him, don't you? He has to be the talisman, and he was never yeah. going to be that was. You, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. no slight in the guy. He's a great footballer. You know what I mean? And like for all the size of him, he's a, he's a, he's he's a specimen. Um, and and he and you know he he can unlock defenses. He has he has a wonderful array of tools in his in the toolbox, but just none that really seem to suit our style of play. I think that and that's the, that's the fairest way I can say. It. I don't have any. I wish him all the best as as he goes forward. But I just don't think he was ever really, you know, and that sounds harsh to say it, Damien, fit for a purpose at Liverpool. But he, he, he just wasn't. And, and then it's compounded then further by the injuries that he had. And every time he could have got a run against, he was fucking injured. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, at some way, it's just freed up. Who knows? Maybe somebody comes in, maybe somebody doesn't. You know, I really don't care. Um, you know, I know people's heads are falling off and whatever. I just look at what we went through last season. Oh, well, fuck, for a year and a half, what we've gone through. And I just look at us today with this clean bill of health. Yes, well, I haven't signed anybody. And I haven't been on these pods in a long time. And I know it's, it's a matter of debate for, oh, we're, we're falling behind and we're falling behind. You know, do you know something? How I stand, I'm getting old. Maybe that's, that's what it is. I would rather have what we have and know what they're capable of than signing someone who maybe ends up like Nabi Keita. You know what I mean? And that could be Jaden Sancho. It could be fucking Lukaku. You know, all these fucking players that go, oh, they've improved the bot. Who knows? What we do know is we know what our squad is. We know the depth of our squad. And, and, and you know, Beryl O'Neill has spoke brilliantly on it. The depth of our squad is, is is fantastic. It's the best shape we've been in in years. You know what I mean? If we, if we think back when we started these podcasts, especially like Neil and I way, way back, and the sh- that we have to put up with and we're sitting today two games in six points on the board looking at the squad looking at the depth of it going do we need don't get me wrong wouldn't it be wonderful to just go and sign anybody we want it it would be but that's not how we'll work and clearly there's something afoot for the future that'll probably outweigh this sort of disappointment that everybody's feeling and Jesus it may even happen this window there's another week left who knows just because we we, we, we think oh well clubs Germany gets his business done early and everything it's a weird transfer window. We're still not settled completely back into the norms of football again. Dave, wouldn't be surprised if something happened this week. But you see, if it doesn't, I don't care. I think we're good, and that and that's honestly where I am. Yeah, I think I think that's fair, Chief. You know, he is gone. It, it's a, it's the, <laughs> it's the what? What is it? The foreign, the foreign player position removed that we don't need to worry about anymore. Um, it's nine and a half million in the coffers. It's 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 a probably decent, um, not insignificant uh, amount of the of the wage bill. But I know you think we'll do something, or have said that you think we'll do something. On the other hand, this squad's arguably stronger than the squad that got ninety nine points and won the league. Do you still think we'll do something? Uh, well, as I said, sort of pre-pod, um, I, I wouldn't be surprising to, 
Dave said the same thing there. I mean, it's it's not a case. I think after having seen the first couple of games of the season and seen the fact that Harvey Elliott is ready to come in and start against Burnley and games of of that ilk over the over the season and the cost us. Neil, the fact that he stayed. The fact he stayed on for the 90, the fact Harvey Elliott stayed on for the 90, I think spoke volumes. Well, it's a huge endorsement. Huge endorsement. He obviously trusts him. Most, most, uh, you rightly say there or imply, most um, youngsters being given their first start, proper first start, home debut and all, you know, be happy to get 60, uh, 65, you know, uh, ovation from the crowd and whatever. But there was no, there was no hint of that. Um, it probably also could suggest that he's not he's not getting on the pitch against Chelsea, but again, you wouldn't be surprised at that either because you know Burnley and Chelsea, Burnley and Chelsea are are two completely different animals. Um, but have, sort of point I was making is haven't haven't seen us play first couple of games of the season. Now there doesn't appear to be a desperate need. What I would caution that with, or what what I would say as a note of caution, is that it always looks like that when when everyone's fit. Um, and ideally, you try to go into the the season with a fully fit squad. That's the that's the um, the goal, the aim, the holy grail. And this season, we're pretty much doing that. And it's not necessarily often you can, but this season we are. But that can change, and it doesn't take that much, doesn't take that many injuries. A couple of injuries in a key position, in the same key position as we saw last year, can really scupper you. And all right, it looks like we're covered at centre-half this year. We probably are, as Beryl said there. We're very, very happy there. We On paper, we have enough central midfielders. But if you get a, if you get a couple of injuries to the... To the big boys, to the ones you want to start week in, week out, and they're going to be out for two months, three months, then then you begin to question, well, could we have made another move? And and that's all. That's I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. I'm just saying that is one note of caution um, to sound on, on the matter. I, I do think we probably will. I think if Origi goes as has been tipped as well, then, then I think we probably will make another signing. Um, Either in the midfield or or the forward area, um, it seems, um, as I said, it it's it, it's not urgent by the looks of things, but it it certainly couldn't hurt. No, uh, I think as as far as football fans go, I think everybody for every every fan of every club in the world, I think always wants one more, um, and we and we are no different. So look. Yeah, so look, um, let's just briefly um, touch on Chelsea, Beryl. They looked, they looked handy against Arsenal, and it's a fairly, it's a fairly threadbare Arsenal side. Um, if you want to be totally fair about it, they're missing, a, they're missing a pile of players, um, and they're very passive, but. They were efficient. They were probably everything that you would want a team to be going away to the Emirates. And Lukaku gets his goal after, what, 15, 10, 15 minutes or something? And he's off and running. Um, They've got massive options off the bench. And, you know, a, a smart, tactically astute manager. And they look like they could genuinely cause every team in the league problems and be right up there come the end of the season, don't they? You know, when we talk about strength uh, in depth, then I think uh, Chelsea uh, have that in, in abundance and, and, and more than any team, um, I would say. I, you know, if, if you compare first 11s, I, I think, you know, we are probably the best team. Um, you know, I'm not looking at FIFA rankings or... Whatever, uh, you know, I'm just using words that I see on Twitter from, you know, uttered by young people. But, um, uh, you know, when you look at a team and, and uh, I, we don't even know what our first 11 now is, but, you know, l- l- imagine it 
Um, I think we have the best best team um, in in the league, and we've just talked about uh, uh, about the strength and depth that we now have in uh, in uh, the, the central back positions. We we just seen that uh, that Chimikas uh, will provide uh, adequate cover for for uh, Andy uh, Andrew Robertson. Um, I'm not sure about uh, uh, about other positions, but you know. Uh, I think we we have a, a, a really good team. They have an abundance of real good players, uh, um, and and if one player isn't in in form or is uh, injured, and then they have another player and maybe even another player to back that up. And um, and they have a, a a good manager now, uh, a manager who has a bit of a, a monkey on his back with regards to. Uh, uh, his uh, uh, relationship to to uh, to Jurgen Klopp as well. So you know uh, there might be an extra incentive for him to to beat us. Um, Lukaku makes them even stronger than they uh, than they already were. But all that said, I think you know if we play as a team, and if we play to the best of our strength, and if uh, nothing calamitous happens in the in in uh, in the coming week, then uh, then. We are favourites to, to beat them, especially at home. Um, but you know they will pose uh, uh, a great threat, and I think they will pose a greater threat than than Man City will. Um, you know, for, for 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 lots of reasons, but but mostly for the fact that you know uh, they seem to have really bought into the uh, to the still new manager. There's still a honeymoon. Period going on. There are lots of young players who are hungry. Um, they've they've just won a Champions League. Um, so uh, yes, they will pose a, a, a threat. I think uh, this will be a, a real test for us. If we play like we played against Burnley in the first half, then we might struggle. If we play like we played in the second half, then they might struggle. So um, yeah, I'm 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 quietly confident. Um, um, but only quietly, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, Dave, um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the glass half full guy here because I do try to be that most times. But Chelsea do scare me. But in saying that, this is this is the kickoff time you want against a big side, against what you could potentially call a title rival. It's at Anfield. It's at a full Anfield, which is mm. something that um, Chelsea They're not have. used to. <laughs> no, no, it's a full Anfield. And let's be honest, a full Emirates probably benefits the away team because it's a fucking toxic, toxic place to go to, um, especially if you're an Arsenal player. You don't want like I, I I can imagine how horrendous it must be being an Arsenal player playing in front of that crowd. They're horrendous. Um, yeah, it's it's different. It's different. Uh, it's different for us. It's, it's, I, it, I I don't know about you guys, but for me, the season starts. This is the start of the season. This game is the start of the season. This is where you know, like I expected probably maybe Beryl actually uh, mentioned it in the group, and I think it was down to the, to the broadcaster that had really lowered the crowd noise at the weekend. It didn't appear, but I think this will be, you know, this is what I mean about the start of the season. This is the first big game, uh, and it's a big, it's a big a game for them as it is for us. But we're at home, and 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 I say we have waited a long time. Those people like like Jay and whatnot go to the game every week. They've waited a long time for the next big game from Atletico Madrid, and here it is, and and I think. Anfield will be absolutely rocking for it. And again, I, I feel that if we can get at them early, I think that's the key to it. If we can get in there and get something early, because that noise is it's going to be a fucking cauldron. You know what I mean? And if we can get something where that cauldron is boiling um, and get them off guard, because like, let's be honest, you know, during what, the, what this pandemic um, and the whole scenario of this pandemic has shown us is just how wonderful a place Anfield is when it's rocking and how shit a place it is when it's when it's empty. And, you know, we're a unique club. We have a unique brand of support. We have a unique noise that we make. And opposition teams don't like it. 
Now, I know opposition team has heard that in the 18 months. Chelsea are going to be the first ones to get the full force of it. I see nothing but a win. Okay. Chief? Um, Tuchel's been, sc- been scarred by the Anfield atmosphere before, hasn't he? He knows all about it. He knows that a team can just be undone in a matter of uh, moments, um, no matter how commanding a position they find themselves in at any given moment. And he'll be acutely aware, but not all those players will be be acutely aware. And as Dave rightly says, you know, this is the this is this is where the season really starts. This is where we can really lay down a marker, and this is where we can. This is where this team can look at the statements and the comments that the majority of of the media and ex players have, have made about about Liverpool um, pre season um, to say that. You know, yeah, they'll they'll probably get top four, um, and that should be playing on their minds. Yeah, I mean, lazy punditry. I mean, there's no point in talking about that. Like, it's just no, but it plays point. into our hands, though, doesn't it? Is what I'm yeah. the point I'm trying to make. No, no, absolutely, it does. But I mean, it's we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, people in general find it difficult to remember what they did yesterday these days and, and football pundits are, are no different. I think as you were, were talking as I joined the call it's it's just massive recency bias in inverted commas i.e. you only remember the last thing you saw um, and it's also the thing that people continue to point to how much money has been spent on the transfer window and you remember that when we won the league we didn't make a single fucking signing did we? Yeah, but I mean that's that's the business of football, isn't it? So people need something to talk about in the in the close season or the off season or whatever you want to call it, and and transfers are the thing in football. So that's what gets gets chatted about. But the reality is, on on the pitch, as we've sort of already discussed, the lack of movement in the transfer market hasn't left us looking worse off. Quite quite the opposite. In fact, um, we look very very good. Um, I also fancy us. Obviously, we're Liverpool fans. We're always going to fancy us. I mean, you're right. The first game of the season, in a sense, it's going to be the first big atmosphere. And these are the games that that you know that you pin your season on. That, that the season is kind of well not defined by because, in a way, seasons are defined by making sure you beat Burnley two 0 at home and, and you don't slip up. But at the same time, these are the things. These are the games that that everybody waits for. That everyone wants to see. And that uh, our particular put distance good. between you put Brown. distance between ourselves and our rivals. Well, they, that's what case, it is. Yeah, in this case, yeah, it hasn't been that way for a few seasons now up against Chelsea. But this season, I think they are bona fide contenders. Um, Lukaku makes a big difference, but they had a, a very, 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 very strong squad anyway. And with Tuchel, they've got a serious manager. So um, yeah, Dave, you you were right to reference the uh, that the Tuchel's felt the being on the wrong end of of the Anfield atmosphere before, and he can he can certainly be on the wrong end of it again um, come come Saturday evening. Liverpool will go strong. I'd imagine that it'll be a very d- different side to the two sides we've seen so far. I would say that Firmino starts. I think that you're going to see a Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson midfield. And I think Robertson comes back in in place of Costas, which is um, which I think is, is, is just a done thing. And I think anyone who, who drops back out, Kaida, Simakas, Harvey Elliott and so on, can, uh, are doing so having, having given their absolute best. And, and in normal circumstances, you'd say it was harsh. But uh, I don't think there's any messing around for this game. And I think it's very much a first-choice 11. And that, that is the first-choice 11 as far as I think Jürgen's concerned. So, yeah, uh, it is a big one, make no mistake. And whether we need those comments from, as we said, um, the uh, those with, with, with short memories to fire us up is, is debatable. I think we'll, we'll be well fired up anyway. I think the side wants to win the title in front of a crowd in front of their own crowd and I think it wants to wants to just remind everybody that um in in the uh in the famous uh spitting image words like going way back um we haven't gone away you know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi um 
how colloquially topical. Um, they're all Chiefs picked the team there. I don't necessarily agree with them. I, for me, I think from from the minutes that Thiago's got, I'm not sure he starts. I think Kyder probably keeps his place. I'm not sure Robertson's going to be ready yet, although he was on the bench. I think for me, I think Simicus probably takes his place. And to be honest, I have absolutely no clue what he does um, at the top end between between Firmino and, and Jota. But you know, pick me pick me a team to finish us off. Uh, as usual, you have uh, you've read my mind, but uh, hmm. <laughs> I, I I also uh, don't think that Nabi Keita will be replaced. Um, I don't think Thiago has played enough minutes, um, indicating that you know he's being honed, he's being uh, made ready to 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 play in this game. Um, and and I think Nabi Keita did his job, so. I, I, I think and Klopp, he will and Klopp has shown over time that he has no problem throwing Kaida into those big, big games. Exactly. You know, you know the, the game I, I, I thought of when when uh, when Neil said, uh, uh, you know, the best players for the big games uh, away uh, against uh, um, Barcelona. Um, Nabi started before uh, before Hendo even. And 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 got clattered by uh, uh, and got his name. It's so yeah, he got, unbanned, he, isn't he, it? Yeah, yeah, he got clattered <laughs> by this. Uh, what's his name? The 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 Croatian player that they had at that time. Oh, Rakitic. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, and you know and <laughs> and the rest is history. But uh, I I think he keeps his place unless, of course, uh, you know. Um, uh, there's a harsh wind uh, at at Melwood and uh, or no, Kirby, I'm sorry, and uh, and he's uh, and he he gets injured by it. But uh, you know, just a joke to 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 fend off uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 bad eye. I, I don't know what it's called in in other languages, but you know, in, uh, around the middle, uh, the, the the Mediterranean, we believe in uh, the evil eye. Um, uh, but I, I think uh, uh, Nabi keeps his place. I think. There might be a chance that that Firmino starts, um, and I think if if Robo is on the bench, then he's probably almost ready. So he will be ready for the the Chelsea game if he doesn't have a setback. And um, I think he will take his place back. But you know, that would be my guess. Okay. All right. So, um, lads, thanks very much. Um, on to the next one, on to the big one, and um, until after Chelsea, up the absolutely fucking rock the place out of Anfield Reds. 